Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Bree, and I am joined today by author Patience Griffin, who I am so excited to have joining me. Patience, first off, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I was originally um, an engineer of and of electrical and nuclear engineering, and um, but I always kind of felt the calling to write a book and, um, and I never thought it was going to be fiction. I thought it would be nonfiction. So I get up every day and I'm like, Oh, I write fiction. And so, and, and, uh, anyway, I live, I live in Texas. Uh, I have two Bichons and, uh, I have three grown children. And, um, is there anything else you'd like to know? That is so cool. So first off, I live in Texas too. I'm in San Antonio. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'm North of Dallas. So. Okay. And, I mean, obviously with the work that you do, I mean, I, I think it's amazing that you have this amazing background and are writing romance. I think romance authors have some of the coolest day jobs. I mean, do you ever still think like maybe I should write the nonfiction or or no? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and part of it is, is that I feel like the things that I've wanted to write about, I'm writing about, right? And I'm just, I just put it into fictional world and um, you know, as I, I love community, uh, you know, because I grew up in a very small town and there, and I grew up with a very strong community and, and now I live in a really big city and, uh, and it's hard to find community, you know? And so I think that through the books, then I think the readers can share in that and, and that sense of community. That's my hope anyway, because it helps me, my characters, you know, I kind of live with them every day and, yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. Okay, I have three icebreakers. So first thing that comes to mind, if you came with a warning label, what would it say? <laughs> okay, the very first thing that came to mind is, is um, uh, she may not have her filter on. <laughs> so. I, love I love that. I feel like for me, it's like, it depends on what day. And if it's the wrong day, then oh boy. <laughs> but yeah. Um, what's one of your favorite romance tropes to read? Oh my goodness. Oh, see, that's really hard. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I really like second chances. I, you know, I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And who is one of your most read authors? Uh, so, so who I like the best, is that what you're asking? Or just, you know, if you look at a, your bookshelves and you're like, I have so many books by this author <laughs> and I've read them all. Uh, first, it would be Jane Austen, then Susan Elizabeth Phillips, oh. Jan Janet Chapman, yeah, uh, uh, Grace Burroughs. So I've got a lot that wow, I love. I love that. Well, here I love hearing romance origin stories. So can you share with us how you became a romance reader? Uh, okay, so so I used to commute three and a half hours a day, an hour and forty five minutes each way. I lived in Iowa, and. Um, and I listened to a lot of books and I found out that uh, I needed to listen to books with accents. So I would listen to books that um, that would be Russian or Irish or, of course, Scottish. And because that would help me stay awake. I found out that just American accents would put me to sleep. And, um, and it's, that's kind of how I got hooked, because I didn't I didn't read romance as uh, when I was younger, I mean, I did not read romance. Um, I didn't and, either. Yeah, same. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, was, I, I read women's fiction, you know, and I read I read tons of self-help books. I loved, I went through a period of 15 years. That's all I read. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> um, you know, but but then, you know, just commuting, that just really, I, I found out I liked love stories. I was just hooked on happily ever afters. And I was like, this is the way the world needs to be. And I didn't realize, you know, dumb me, I, I'm not dumb, but I'm just saying, did not realize that uh, love stories was considered romance. <laughs> You know, that's how much, that's how little I knew about the romance genre. I just figured out that I really loved love stories and that's kind of where it started. I, I read, read and listened to over a hundred books one year when I was, you know, commuting and, and I just came home and I told my, my husband, it's like, I, I think I could, I think I want to write a book. I said, what do you think? He goes, well, of course you can write a book, (laughs) you know, so Oh, I love that. I love a supportive husband in the background. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's he's great. He doesn't he does not read any of my stuff because he says that he wants to be supportive. But it's very interesting that when the audiobooks, when the very first audiobook came out, you know, he's he slipped out one and put it in his car. And um then every day he would report the story to me of <laughs> You know, like what happened today. And and then the day that, you know, here's a small spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't read To Scotland With Love, but, you know, he came in and, and he stood in the doorway of my office and he goes, you killed the dog. And he walked away. I mean, oh. and it's like, no, I didn't. He was just old, <laughs> you know, so. He was invested. He was emotionally invested. He, he really, really was. It was cute, you know. Well, with with to Scotland with love. So, from what I could see, that released in 2014, and that's your first published novel, correct? That is correct. Yes. Wow. Okay. I was just thinking about this. I was like, 2014 doesn't sound that long ago, but it was 10 years ago now. So, tell us about your journey to becoming published. And one thing that I like to ask is like, when you were entering into the world of romance publishing, so you had that chat with your husband, you're like, I want to do this. And he's like, you can do this. When you were actually doing the thing, like what did romance feel like? What did the world of romance feel like that you were entering into? Uh, it was a, it was a huge unknown. <laughs> it really was. I, and you know, the internet. So it, the first thing you have to know is that I wrote for 10 years before I got an agent. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, and so, um, and so I, I knew nothing. I mean, I had to learn uh, POV and, you know, the point of view. And um, uh, even though I've always been a really a, a decent writer, I mean, I got straight A's through all of my English courses and, you know, in school and in college. I mean, for, you know, for even being an engineer, I, I even took like poetry classes and stuff for fun, you know, <laughs> and, you know, just, just because I, you know, loved, loved words. And um, I'm kind of weird that I, I'm really good at math and words. I like both. Um, <laughs> <anomaly> patients. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, and the, you know, I've, I've taken those tests, you know, those, those brain tests and, and it says I'm both left and right brain. Oh, <laughs> so wow. it's like, it's like, well, yay, that's awesome. <laughs> you get the best of both. You get the best. I, I do. I do. Anyway. So I, um, so I, so I wrote, you know, I, I, I wrote for 10 years, but starting out, it was, it, it was scary because it's like, you know, here I am writing. And then I, I was desperate for a support group and I didn't know anybody else that was writing. And so I got on the internet and was doing a search and that I found romance writers of America. And so I'd have to drive an hour and a half to the meetings. This was back in Iowa. And, um, 
and it was wonderful. I mean, you know, there were some like-minded people. And then when, when we moved, uh, we were transferred down here to the Dallas area. Uh, there's a very strong writing of, oh, it's huge. I mean, you know, I lots and lots of writers here in the Dallas area. Um, and so I just, I, I learned so much, you know, and I sort of devoured everything I could about writing. Um, and I just kept writing. That was the thing I, you know, I wrote, um, the, the, the fourth, the fourth, uh, book I wrote is the one that got published. Um, wow. so, so I still have those three stories that I want to go back because I love them. I think they're fun. I'm, you know, I'm going to go back and, and try to rewrite those at some point when I have time. Yeah. <laughs> um, did I answer the question? Let's see. Did I answer the question? You okay? did. You did. And I, I think my hope is, I think I have a lot of aspiring writers that listen. So in that 10 years, you know, that it took you, what kept you going? Like, what do you say to the, you know, person in year seven right now? Like, what do you say to them? Well, I have to tell you what happened at year six. There okay. was somebody that, that I met at a, at a writing conference and, and she was very excited and she told me it took her 10 years. And I was just thinking at year six, I was thinking, oh, I can't last that long, you know, <laughs> four more years of this <laughs> so four more years of this and so there's there there unfortunately there is a lot of self-doubt that goes along with this because you just don't know you know you just you just don't know and it just you just have to be tenacious I mean at least I mean I was I just I, and I looked at it as as a full-time job uh when we were transferred when we were transferred down here to um Texas um the, the engineering job that I wanted to get that I was doing in Iowa, um, there wasn't anything available. <laughs> there is now, which is so funny, but there wasn't, yeah. wasn't then. And so, um, so it, and, you know, and I, it was good that I was home for my two boys that were still at home at that time. That was, it, that was good for that transition. Um, anyway, so I, I, I was just very serious about it um, and, and got up and worked on it every single day. And, um, you know, and I've talked to other people who, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't their, their journey. And so I think everybody's, everybody's journey is like a snowflake, right? Everybody's going to, everybody's going to have a different story and their process is going to be different. And um, anyway, yeah, I, I would just encourage, and, I'm, and I try to be as encouraging as I can to people that talk to me about writing and, and I just say, just do it, you know, just sit in the chair and start and, and just push through those times where of self-doubt. Well, you, you made it through the 10 years and you, you published the first book. The first book came out in 2014. What would you say is the hallmark of a patient's Griffin romance? Um, I would say it's a, a, you know, small town community driven books that uh, has a flavor of women's fiction because I'm really interested in the, in the community of women, you know, that, I mean, how we uplift each other and we take care of each other and, um, and I think that that's important, but I also love a really, really good love story. So, um, did that answer your question? Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> well, so congratulations on the release of book three in your Sweet Home Alaska series, Happily Ever Alaska. Talk to me about the series as a whole. Like, how did it come to you? Well, it, the, this one came to me differently. I got a call from my, my editor and, um, and she said, you know, she goes, I was thinking about you, uh, you know, would you be interested in writing uh, about Alaska? And 
and I was like, sure. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, and, and you know, and I had to do a proposal and everything, you know, that it was approved. But it was the, uh, it, it was the, I, you know, I just asked her. I said, you know, is it okay if I, if I'm still doing small town because that's what I love to write about. It's what I know. And she goes, yeah. And I said, I said, and I, I really will want to put some quilters in there because you know that's that's part of my community. And she's like, oh yeah, sure, you know. And so you know, we we just talked about it for a few minutes and. And uh, so that's, you know, it, it, it was interesting to build a new world. I mean, because then it, you know, I was starting fresh. And so it was interesting because um, I had to do a lot of things to build that world. I wanted to make a quilt. I knew I didn't have time, you know, but that's that's sort of what came to mind. But I ended up uh, buying a bunch of little wooden figures and uh, and putting tags on them with names. And I had a, a uh, like a three foot yard of um, felt and I built my world physically <laughs> oh, wow. out on the, out on okay. the table and I moved my characters around and, uh, you know, had them, okay, well, these characters are over here and, and this one's here. So what's going on? I wanted to know what was going on in the whole world that I had. I, that's how I visualized it. Um, and so that was, you know, cause that for me that I had to build the world that way of where I had time before to, to build the world, the, the, the Scotland world, my Gandigal Scotland world, because I mean, I wasn't published yet and I was able to, you know, take my time and build that world. And so this, it was, you know, it, it fast tracked me to do it that way, to have something tangible. The one thing that I loved about this book, uh, one of the things that I loved about it, like, I don't know, I've never been to Alaska, but I have such a fascination with Alaska. And then hearing that you also live in Texas, I feel like in the world of romance, especially if you think small town, it's usually Texas, it's Alaska, Montana, and maybe another state that I'm blanking on, but it's usually those. So I, I guess living in one of those states that is like so beloved when it comes to the romance genre and and creating small towns did it feel similar or challenging to write a write your small town in alaska like in another one of those states well so the first thing i did when i got the when i got the call that the you know they wanted they they wanted the series um i i'm very lucky that i have a friend who um two of her brothers right after graduating high school went to Alaska and didn't come back. Oh, wow. You know, they, 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 they built their life there. Yeah. And, and one of them married a quilter. And so I called my friend and I was like, you want to go to Alaska? And she said, sure. She's been many, many, many times. And so, so we flew up there and, and her sister-in-law, you know, drove us around to different quilt places, but I went to a bunch of the small towns. I had some towns picked out I wanted to go to. And so that was just very cool. And so the, I guess the, the, the biggest difference for me that I that I saw was just the scenery was just it was breathtaking I got I got off the plane and I'm you know they, you know you get to the terminal and, and I looked out the windows and there's mountains and I stopped and I looked around to see if anybody else was in awe like I wasn't they just kept walking I didn't understand that because it was so amazing um but but yeah so I, I mean it, it was good that I went and I I think we were there eight days and and I, I was able to do that. I, the thing is, is that I do believe that you can, with enough imagination and, and looking on the internet, I think that you can write a small town anywhere if you've, if, you know, if, if you have the feel for it. Um, 
that that's what I believe anyway. I mean, so I didn't I didn't have to go to Alaska. It was wonderful that I did. I I learned a lot. I mean, I I did learn a lot. Um, and it I think that also helped to fast track to get the series going. Yeah, I loved that. I I guess one of the I guess ideas in my mind that I have is like when I see Alaska on TV, it's usually this focus about how you may live here and the next person may not, you may not see your neighbor. Uh, they may live like 30 minutes down the road or something like everybody's. So like reading this small town that is very community driven, I was like, Oh no, this can exist there too. This exists there too. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, you're right. I mean, but like watching all the shows on TV, I mean, I, and I love all those Alaska shows. Oh my goodness. I you know, feel like I've watched them all. Um, uh, but the thing is, is like my friend, she, uh, my friend's sister-in-law uh, lived in Anchorage and it's, it's a city, you yeah. know, <laughs> I was there and I was like, okay, this is, this is a little, I mean, it wasn't what I had pictured for, for Anchorage, except for, you know, about, the first day that that it was the first full day, um, you know, we went downtown Anchorage and uh, we saw a moose and I took a ton of pictures and videos and, you know, so downtown, down, downtown. Yeah. I mean, and, and it was funny. It, it, I mean, it was not like it was walking down the street, like in Northern exposure. If you ever watched that series, it's not, it's not like that, but it was um, somebody, we, we, we were just walking and somebody yelled and said, Hey, there's, there's a moose down here. And so we went down there and there was sort of a little swamp that was, that's, that's there in Anchorage. And, and there was the moose and uh, it was a, it was a, Oh, like a teenager moose, you know, oh, and God. anyway, I just, I got, I got a bunch of videos, but it's very exciting, very exciting. And the, the one animal I didn't see that I thought, you know, I might was a bear. I didn't see a bear except for the stuffed one at the airport. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I would love to see a moose. I moose, moose videos on TikTok are my favorites to watch in the middle of the night. <laughs> Talk to me about Lolly and Sean. Okay, here's the thing. I, you really captured that like um, teenage love, especially you gave us, I feel like Sean's perspective the most of just like that hurt of like all those like promises that you made to each other and the idea that you thought your life was going to be like as a couple once you get past this stage of life, like when that doesn't work out, how heartbreaking it can be for one of them. And like, I love that we've really got that, I think, through Sean's eyes. Um, so how did their romance come to you? I don't know. So here, here's the deal. is um, The first time I got married here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is confession time, right? Um, <laughs> the first time that when I got married, I married my high school sweetheart. Uh, we were married for 11 years. And so, you know, I kind of lived that, right? I mean, that that portion of it. Um, and now I've been married of 28, 29 years to my second husband. So, you know, um, but, but, you know, I, it, it was, it was kind of fun to be like, um, okay, you know, what would happen if there was a high school relationship that, that there was all that promise and then it crashed and burned? I mean, it could, you know, when I started out, it's like, could Sean really overcome this? You know, that was that that was the thing I was like, could could somebody really overcome this, especially his character? He, you know, he's a strong guy. He's a and um, it, it has to be at some point it has to feel weak to him 
to give in, you know, to, uh, to trying again with her. And so, um, anyway, I, I, I really, I really worked through it. I mean, as, you know, as far as, because when I started out, I was like, this is going to, this is going to be difficult, you know, and I like a really good challenge. I like a hard puzzle. Uh, It's one of the reasons I do writing. I think it's the hardest thing in the world. And, um, you know, I think it's harder than engineering. So, um, yeah, Sean was like, he was not making it you said difficult. He was making it very difficult <laughs> for for Lolly in the beginning of the book. And even as a reader at first, I was like, man, he's really tough on her. But then the more that you get into it, you're like, well, she broke his heart, you know, like she broke his heart. And so you understand and you really empathize with him. And then you did something in in this book that I'm like, I don't think I've read this in a long time. Usually I feel like in small town, when the parents are too involved, it's usually like, we want you to get together. But Sean's mom did <laughs> not want that happening. So can you talk about writing? Was it Miss Patricia? It was Patricia, right? Patricia. Yes. 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 Was that a, a no brainer or did it come to you as you were writing? Like what inspired the choice? to make her kind of against that it was a it was one of those epiphany things I mean I was I was thinking about uh, you know being a mother myself and you know watching a child go through heartache and of course she would be against it right (laughs) you know um because she because she saw what he went through and and it and it changed him right it changed him from you know being a fun loving guy to to more hardened and um and she just didn't want him to get his heart broken again you know but that wasn't something that i had planned out beforehand i mean i i I am a plotter i am a plotter i found that i do better i and i have to write long synopsis anyway for my editor um and um I just, I, that was one that came to me while I was writing. It just seemed like the logical thing that would happen, you know? And yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like it was, it was logic, but, um, yeah. but you're right. Yeah. A lot of the, the small town ones, usually the parents are trying to get them together. I, I you know, I, I never thought about that contrast there. I was just going with logic. It really made the stakes even crazier for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Lolly, how are you going to navigate this? And the the amazing thing about Lolly is she just remains so calm and kind of just goes with the flow. There was, I think my favorite scene of hers is she like tries to pray (laughs) because she's like, you know, you have to talk to God about your heartbreak. And then she just realizes, I don't, I don't think I'm actually doing this right. Like she's basically like, like, I'll check back in with you later on. (laughs) Did you have a favorite like writing moment or favorite scene? Oh my goodness. Well, okay, I, 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 I love I love journeys and and I liked when they they went out on the journey together and he took her to the different bakeries and um because because I felt like that was that was helping to mend fences and I was, you know, you know, the, the book is about mending fences, right? And um so I guess a specific, a specific one, I don't know. I just, I, I love, I love the book. And when I, when I get done writing, I have to feel like everything has, has all the loose ends are tied up. That's important to me. And um, even if, even if somebody, if there's a, a tertiary character that their, their life isn't perfect, I still feel like that happens in real life too. Not everybody's life is going to be perfect at, at, at any certain moment. Um 
so yeah so i guess it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to to pick a moment except for okay maybe uh hope this isn't a spoiler but you know when when she's in sean's closet you know trying to try to get the the shirt yeah get the shirts yeah and so that for me things like that that's fun for me because there's a lot of surprises while I'm writing it's like oh yeah yeah of course he's going to catch her in the closet so yeah well I loved that you did include um the quilt aspect to the story and I saw online that you did you you taught yourself to quilt did you teach yourself to quilt well, I've always been a seamstress and, and I never, I never, um, I always wanted to be, be given a quilt. My stepsister, she got a quilt when, when we were girls. I don't, she's probably eight or 10 and her grandmother came to the house and, and brought it to her. And it was, I thought it was the most beautiful thing I ever saw. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I sort of waited my whole life to get a quilt, even though I could sew, <laughs> I got waited and I was in, I don't know, mid to late thirties and I, no one had given me a quilt. And I was like, well, I guess I got to make one myself. And that's where it started. I bought one of those uh, magazines and, and don't believe it when the magazine says, make this quilt in a weekend. Uh, my first quilt took two years, but oh I, made my king, gosh. I, I made a king size quilt. I mean, okay. people always say, start with a placemat. And I'm not that type of person. I'm a king size quilt person. Let's just go ahead and you know make something big. and Go big and, or go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about rotary cutters and mats. I thought, well, my grandmother, my grandma, my one of my grandmothers was a professional seamstress, but she made christening dresses and she made children's clothes and things like that. And, but, and so she didn't make quilts either. Um, but, but she always used scissors and I thought, well, I can just cut this fabric. I went and bought all the fabric that, that the magazine said and, you know, went to go cut it. And, um, and I did a horrible job cutting. And so then I had to learn how to use a rotary cutter and so you can get everything straight and all that. So it, it, it's been a real lesson because my, my whole life, I've wanted to do things fast. You know, I want to do math problems fast. I want to do everything fast. Like I, I don't like knitting because it was too slow and I wasn't good at it, but I like crochet because it's fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but quilting really taught me patience. It taught me I had to slow down if I wanted to get, you know, the corners to meet and different things. And, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's been a long process. I mean, you know, how many years later is this 25 years? Am I doing that correctly? Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> no, and it's not 25 years, is it? Yeah, it is 25 years later. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not a master quilter, but I've, you know, I'm, I'm good enough from a galloping horse and I live by that. I mean, you know, if something's not perfect on a quilt, I'm like, yeah, somebody's on a horse galloping by. Are they going to see this? No. It's, and I just tell myself it's fine. That is something you mentioned crochet and I have always also wanted a quilt. Um, I've wanted to learn for a long time and I'm like, I don't know. Can you learn? Like I've just turned 37. I'm like, you can do it. But then I'm like, can you do it? Like, I, I don't know. I had an aunt that crocheted when she was alive and I we're all like my cousins and I are all kicking ourselves. Like, why didn't we have her teach us? Um, and like, and, and I think a lot of women, I'm, I'm like a lot of women friends now are like, they want some kind of hobby. And mm-hmm. I think that has been something that's been missing from our lives, like something to just like sit and do at home, you know? Um, what does either the crochet or the quilting, like, what does that do for you? Okay. So 
there's there's something about creating like even making a meal right i mean you know uh that's creating i mean you know it's on a small scale but what what i love about you know doing those crafty sort of things books take a long time for that payoff to get it done right where you can like if you crocheted three rows i mean you can see progress and and there's there is that aspect i mean you know yes Quilting can take a long time, I mean, to, to get one done, especially if you're making a king size. <laughs> um, and, and if it's detailed, too. I mean, you know, um, but but it's still still quicker than uh, a book or even, I don't know, it, it, to me, there, there's a payoff. I have a friend, she's a graphic artist, and she also, she's also a published author. And um, she likes to, she uses graphic artists just to sort of calm her system down. You know, it's like, because it, it it's like you get to see a payoff as you're working on it. I mean, and so I think there, I, I think it's a very important thing to have. But I also feel that way when I when I cook. You know, I mean, if I go in and make some poppy seed bread or something, you know, it's like there, there's that payoff. I get to eat that when it's over and it tastes good. Yeah. So, um, well, are you working on anything else that you can tell us about? Like, is there going to be another book in this series or what? I've had that question a lot since the book came out. Um, I I do have a story, and I haven't talked to my editor about it yet, but I do have a story. As I was writing, I was making notes for a next book. Okay. Um, and uh, and you know, and it, it would be it would be Lolly's sister, Jill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, because I thought she's kind of a fun character, you know, she would be a fun one to, to write about. And uh, and I and I came up with a plot, and I'm, I was pretty happy with it. But I I have to put that to the side right now because um, I've you know while I've been working on Alaska, uh, the the people that want the next Scotland book uh, have been uh, writing me very frequently asking for the next Scotland book, the Kilts and Quilts series. And um, so, yes, I am, I am writing, I am writing one of those books right now. Um, But I found that I can kind of work on several things at once. I mean, I can focus a lot on one and I can then be taking notes and things for others. So, but yes, I'm working on Scotland and then I'm, I am on the side, Jilly, working on Jilly a little bit. Okay. Cause I'm like, we're not done with Sweet Home Alaska yet. So <laughs> like that can't be it. Well, um, where can everybody keep up with you online? Do you have a newsletter, like plug all of your, your stuff? Okay. So yes, I, I, I do have a newsletter and I would love for people to sign up at my website, um, which is patienceGriffin.com. And at the, you just scroll to the bottom and there's a form to sign up and just to let everybody know that, uh, I'm the only one that ever sees the emails that um, the email addresses, all that. So, and there's no spam. You will not hear from me sometimes for long periods of time. If I'm really, really writing and all that, I I'll just write when um, I don't send out a weekly. I do the, when I've got something big going on, you know, uh, I've had a couple lines of fabrics, you know, and so of course I, I would want to keep people up with stuff like that. And, Oh, I've given away, 10 quilts so far, you know, so I run a contest. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how you do that. Um, on Facebook, I'm at Patience Griffin author and, um, and Facebook for whatever reason, I guess that's been sort of my medium. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm on Instagram too. Um, and I'm trying to do better about Instagram. Uh, I don't do Twitter or 
X. Isn't that what they call it now? X. Yeah. I don't, I, I do very little there. Most of and us I, still say Twitter. It's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I okay. Used to say I'm on X. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I, yeah, I, I don't understand that name, but that'll be for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we could talk about that. Um, and uh, let's see where else. Oh, Pinterest. I, I love Pinterest. I, my issue with Pinterest is once I get on there, I don't want to get off yeah. ever. Isn't Pinterest like Target online? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's the rabbit hole that you just go, you go down and you never come back up. Um, So yeah. And, um, and so I have a TikTok account. I just haven't done anything. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous about that because I would rather be writing books and I have so many books I want to write um, that I just don't want to delve into another social media thing, even though it would probably be really, really good for me. I just, I just don't. You can only um, do I, so much. You can only I can do only so do so much. And I, and I do a lot of, um, I, I sign books at, you know, some of the largest quilt shows. Um, I believe Houston, the one in, uh, it's usually October, November, late. Uh, I do that one every year. And, um, and I've, I've been speaking at quilt guilds. That's been fun. Um, you know, and so I, I, it's wonderful to get to meet people face to face that have, you know, read my stuff or, or even like talking like this, this is great, you know? So um, anyway, so those, those are the the main places that I am. And also anybody can email me anytime at patience at patiencegriffin.com. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You have to come back. You'll have more books. I'll be reading them. We have to talk again, please. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I really enjoyed this, Brie. Thank you.